Okay, so now Dr. Josh Ack says that NATO, NATO, uh, which is consumed uh, quite a bit so in Japan, particularly Okinawa, that this is very special. It's not GMO, it's fermented, it's rich in probiotics, it has a good source of vitamin K2, uh, there's actually a few forms of vitamin K and so forth. And so I agree. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Nick Delgado. I'm doing a reply to the top five high estrogen foods to avoid according to Dr. Josh Axe. I respect Dr. Axe and I really think it's important for you to hear the full story. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. In this video, I'm going to talk about high estrogen foods you must avoid and also estrogen-rich foods that can destroy your health and really cause major hormonal issues. And there are a lot of things that people are eating today that are disrupting their hormones, causing estrogen to be high, causing progesterone to be low. And some of the side effects are for men having more feminine characteristics and for women, increased issues like hypothyroidism, autoimmune disease, chronic fatigue, and even ovarian cancer are some side effects of consuming too many estrogen-rich foods. So I'm gonna talk about the five estrogen-based foods and products you absolutely wanna avoid, and then talk about a food here at the very end that you'll wanna add into your diet to help your body detox the excess estrogen. So the first food that you wanna avoid that contains way too much estrogen, or what are called xenoestrogens, is soy. We know soy products today, especially processed soy, most of it is genetically modified. And consuming soy, again, very high estrogen-based food, and whether it be soy milk, soy protein powder, or just regular soybeans, this is something you wanna avoid. Now, soy started being consumed in large amounts years ago because it was so popular in Okinawa, Japan. Okay, so first, Dr. Josh Axe points out the damaging effects of having too much estrogen in the body. And he's absolutely correct. Estrogen dominance can lead to fibroids in a woman, breast cancer, in a man, prostate cancer, obesity. I've counted up somewhere over 30 different clinical problems, so he's absolutely right about that. But his first food he says to avoid is soy. Let's talk about that. He says that soy itself is one of the chief reasons for all of these clinical health problems. And yet, in a meta-study analysis of multiple medical journals reviewing the history of those people who eat fairly consistent amounts of soy, they discovered that there was not an increased rate in these disease categories. What they did find was soy has phytoestrogens that actually serve as an anti-estrogen effect going to the receptor sites and actually helping to protect a man or a woman from various types of cancers and growths and other anomalies related to estrogen dominance. Now, am I advocating unlimited amounts of soy and soy products? No. There seems to be an upper limit, somewhere over four quarts or a gallon in US measurements, 3.75 liters in the metric unit of consumption of, of soy milk could be problematic. So be reasonable, have a glass of soy, that's okay. Be reasonable, have whole food edamame. Uh, if you're going to use soy, 
I encourage you to use fermented. Uh, Dr. Axe now goes on to say though there's a big difference between the blue zone in Okinawa where the amongst the longest lived people live and let's just hear what he has to say. But they consumed a different type of soy. It wasn't the genetically modified soy that we consume today. It was a type of soy called natto, which is fermented soybeans. So it was loaded with probiotics, vitamin K2, didn't have the same estrogen effects. And the reason why these estrogen foods are an issue is because they're... Okay, so now Dr. Josh Ack says that natto, natto uh, which is consumed... Uh, quite a bit so in Japan, particularly Okinawa, that this is very special. It's not GMO, it's fermented, it's rich in probiotics, it has a good source of vitamin K2, uh, there's actually a few forms of vitamin K and so forth. And so I agree, natto is good, although it's fairly high in calories, it's high in fat, it depends on if you're on a weight loss program. But Natto itself has kind of a strong taste and smell. It is kind of an acquired taste, according to most who have consumed it. So you probably wouldn't consume that much anyway. However, the benefits of probiotics are well described. The gut health. Uh, we have 10 times more um, bacteria uh, in the form of uh, friendly bacteria in the gut than we do human cells. So it's important to support healthy uh, microbial and healthy good type of uh, bacteria. But in the meta-analysis study, the surprising finding was it didn't make a difference. In fact, there was no described added benefit to using the fermented soy products such as natto and uh, tempeh as compared to the standard soy milk and I know this is hard to imagine but that's what the medical clinical studies ranging from 2009 moving forward uh, and you'll see the cited studies uh, it shows that there was a 30 percent reduction in various forms of cancer associated with just general soy intake again don't overdo it be consistent have small amounts as a protective factor and uh, if you do choose fermented for the probiotic and for the fiber content that's fine that's okay and the reason why these estrogen foods are an issue is because they're called xenoestrogens. They increase estrogen in your body or they act like estrogen, which again increases your risk of breast cancer and cervical cancer in women and for men, major testosterone issues, impotence, and other health issues. So again, soy number one estrogen-rich food you've got to stay away from. Number two food is too much sugar. Okay, so uh, Dr. Axe goes on to say, that soy is the number one factor, the worst offender that can lead to uh, breast cancer and cervical cancer in women. Uh, it can lead to uh, testicular problems and impotency, uh, probably as well as uh, ED and so forth. And it can cause a host of various problems. And yet, he's not saying the fact is that dairy product from milk, dairy product, which is why oftentimes people switch from dairy to soy, they're trying to get an alternative. Dairy product itself is loaded with hormonal estrogens. Even if it's organic, even if it's non-GMO, animals have estrocycles. They produce massive amounts of estrogen, particularly estrone, a very harmful type of estrogen. 
Uh, this was pointed out in a Harvard study. 33 times more estrone sulfate uh, in exposure than as say compared to drinking something like uh, soy milk. Of course, I'd like you to mix it up, have coconut milk, almond milk, not always use soy milk. And here's another fact, beer, that's right, Super Bowl beer, name your brand, is loaded with dominance of estrogen. It forces the body to create massive amounts of estrogen. He doesn't even mention this on the top five foods to avoid. I would put number one, beer, number two, dairy product, and uh, let, let's, let's go further. Too many sugars and carbohydrates can increase estrogen in your body and lower progesterone. So eliminate the processed sugar. Okay, so now he's saying number two is processed sugars, that it will suppress progesterone, it'll cause estrogen problems, it, it obviously contributes calories to the body. And, and I'm, I'm with Dr. Josh Axe. We do have to limit or avoid processed sugars uh, white sugar, brown sugar, uh, sugars in its various forms with the exception of fruit sugar from its natural origin of fruit itself which is highly helpful and rich in polyphenols and uh, natural antioxidants. So we do want to eat more fruit. Uh, when we're sweetening our foods, use fruit wherever possible. I would caution you from using, say, apple juice. It's just too concentrated. Even apple puree is a little too concentrated. Use it in very limited quantities. But do not use industrial fructose. In other words, man-made. It has no polyphenols in it. It would not be good for you. So let's, let's go a little bit further. Uh, its actual effect on estrogen, it's a limited effect. Uh, not the biggest effect, but we'll go on. Get rid of grains in large amounts. If you're consuming large grains, switch over to doing more fruits, vegetables. If you need to do grains, sprouted grains are a better option, but really. Okay, so Dr. Axe is saying uh, eliminate grains. If you do do grains, do sprouted grains. I would encourage that as well. Do sprouted grains. Uh, we need whole, uh, sprouted, nutrient-rich, high in fiber. Uh, those particular grains are good for you. Minimize what I call the bastardized grain. Wheat has become somewhat genetically altered. It used to have in Egyptian times uh, 14 or so chromosomes. Now it has 30 some chromosomes. It's, it's been uh, hybrid to, to produce more gluten. It's fluffy, it makes the bread soft. Uh, so if you can get the ancient grains, they're even better. If you can get the sprouted grains, that's fine. If you're on a grain-free diet, that's okay. Maybe you've done a test, which should be done at some point, a delayed food allergy test on my website, nickdelgado.com. You can click through to the testing site and ask for test kits that will actually determine your actual degree of food sensitivity and the uh, compromise that it might be causing your own uh, immune system and your body's uh, white blood cells. So let's go a little bit further. Balancing out those ratios, lowering your carb intake, increasing your intake of healthy fats will also help naturally balance out and okay. decrease. I'm totally supportive of eating more fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Come on. If you're overweight, you're just absolutely not consuming the kind of volume and quantity. I'm talking 10, 20 servings of vegetables, at least 10 servings or more of fruit. That's right. That's what's going to get you on track. Large vegetable soups big uh, casseroles of vegetables, uh, mixing in uh, soups that are very soothing and filling and tasty and satisfying. Even the cold summer soups like gazpacho soup. I have a whole cookbook called Simply Healthy Cookbook 
which spent, I spent over 15 years gathering recipes from around the world. And I even identify in the cookbook, and even in my earlier cookbook, uh, How to Look Great and Feel Sexy, which recipes are for rapid fat loss and weight reduction, and which ones are for more weight maintenance, and for or slow sustaining of your body weight, or even a little bit of weight gain. Some of you out there actually want to gain a little weight if you're underweight. Uh, let's go further with what he's saying. Excess estrogen in your body. Now, maybe the biggest offender of excess estrogen in your diet. Okay, so Dr. Axe is encouraging us to eat more omegas, more essential fatty acids. But I wouldn't just blatantly just shift in large quantities of fat just to replace, quote, the carbohydrates. I would agree with Dr. Axe, increase the amount of complex starch-resistant whole fiber unprocessed carbohydrates and minimize or avoid the simple carbohydrates. However, I would not just categorically add in coconut oil, olive oil. These are as much or more processed than sugar. They're concentrated calories. They're the highest source of calories in the world that a human could consume. So be very careful, unless you're using teaspoon amounts or using it as a drug delivery system, as what we call liposome in science. Uh, what I encourage you to do, if you're going to get your essential fatty acids, omegas, is go ahead and take uh, an item like this. Check this out. Uh, last night, I soaked in some sesame seed, some uh, flax seed, some chia seed, sunflower seed, and some mixed uh, ancient seeds. Uh, and then I added in some blueberries, but I soaked it in water overnight. I added the blueberries at the end. This is highly nutritious, rich in fiber. It slows the absorption of the fat. It uh, then controls uh, one's body weight to that extent. But also, it's amongst the richest source of a variety of essential fatty acids. And I encourage you to consume something like this uh, that gives you those essential fatty acids, not from the processed oils. In other words, get the whole coconut white meat, not the coconut oil. Eat the whole olives, not the uh, olive oil. Uh, consume corn instead of corn oil. Avoid GMO. You, you can avoid. And earlier he mentioned that soy is high in, in GMO. Well, the GMO soy is fed to livestock. That livestock gets loaded with GMO in its tissues. So uh, I would be careful about some of these uh, recommendations because it's a backlash from the 1970s, 80s. Uh, the, the dairy industry felt threatened by the soy industry. They realized that there was a big health movement going on. Not that soy is the healthiest food on the planet. It is processed. But they attacked from a scientific perspective and published information wherever they could get a hold of it. And they suppressed or avoided or didn't let out the information. And now we have these large-scale meta-studies showing the actual benefit of small amounts of soy in the diet and not overdoing it, and so far, I'm suggesting we be very sensible. Let's continue on. Of excess estrogen in your diet is consuming conventional meat and dairy products. In fact, I read a study recently out of Spain and they found that your average milk today contains 20 different chemicals and medications, including growth hormones like RBGH. Wow, Dr. Axe, good job. Um, you're saying that uh, you read a study, you came across uh, a dairy product itself that it's loaded with uh, infused uh, growth hormone factors uh, that uh, are going to cause estrogen dominance uh, and that meat itself is loaded with uh, the toxic estrogens. But what you're really referring to, Dr. Axe, there is, I believe, is where 
certain um, companies are trying to force feed cattle, get them bigger. Uh, the cattle, they're trying to get uh, more milk production. So I would say you're right about that. And it's still going on in some, <coughs> excuse me, cattle lots illegally. So I would definitely try and choose. But I think I know what you're going to say next. You're going to say, just choose organic meat, organic dairy product, non-GMO and so forth. That's not going to be good enough. Let's just see what he has to say. As well as estradiol and other hormone-based medications. So again, think about this. You go your regular grocery store, pick up a gallon of milk. That milk contains over 20 different medications and chemicals, which is going to increase your estrogen. Wow, that's a good point, Dr. Axe. Uh, the milk is loaded with estradiol, a very toxic, very potent form of estrogen, which definitely can lead to estrogen dominance and over 20 different chemicals that are uh, going to create toxins and negative side effects. I, I think most people following a paleo diet know to avoid dairy product. I know that many people on a keto diet are becoming aware to avoid dairy product. For years, for over 40 years, I've advocated a whole plant-based, uh, unprocessed foods diet without the added processed oils and without using dairy products, shifting to if you want the flavor and the taste, coconut milk, almond milk, and a little bit of soy milk. You're mentioning though a gallon of uh, milk, and you know, it's common in our society, in the Western world, to drink a gallon of milk, thinking that's healthy. And it's not healthy to have a gallon of soy milk, it's not healthy to have a gallon of dairy product milk, and I don't care if it's organic or not, uh, we'll get a little further here what he's going to say. This is why in my family practice in Nashville, I had young girls coming in hitting their menstrual cycle closer to 9 and 10 years old rather than 13 and 14 because of all of these extra hormones and steroids in the milk supply. And the same goes for the meat you eat. If you are shopping on a budget... Okay, wow, good point, Dr. Axe. Uh, in his practice in Nashville and comparative in my uh, work, clinical work in, in California with tens of thousands of people and reviewing medical literature in my own case, in your case looking at 9 and 10 year old young girls and seeing that uh, they were having menstrual cycles instead of 13 or 14. But I've got news for you Dr. Axe. A menstrual cycle should not occur at age 13 or 14. If you look in the older science and history out of Japan and Okinawa and earlier generations pre-World War II, Guess when a normal, healthy menstrual cycle would actually start for most females? 18, 19, 17, 18, or 19. Not, not 13 or 14, and, and certainly not 9 or 10. So it's not enough just to blame uh, xenoestrogens and toxic estrogens. It's part of the factor. But you are hitting the nail on the head when you're saying meat is a huge source of steroids, namely estrogen dominant steroids. So, so let's go further. And you don't have a lot of extra money to spend. If you're going to invest in your health anywhere, make sure it's on your meat. So doing grass-fed organic meat and raw organic dairy products because if you're doing those and they're not organic, we know they've got steroids and estrogen in them. Right. So, so now here's some misinformation, Dr. Axe. You're saying organic grass-fed beef, uh, raw organic milk. Well, grass-fed, uh, the cattle's gonna be leaner than, than force-fed force grains, certainly the GMO grains and so forth. I, you know, I, I agree with that particular statement. But again, you're missing the whole point. The medical literature is rich with the proof that animals themselves, dairy, cows, cows, steer, beef, have 
uh, particularly in, in, in the female dairy, obviously they have estrous cycles. In the, in the cattle themselves, in the, the, the steer, the beef, uh, of course they're gonna have less estrogen because they're, they're not a, a feminine animal. Uh, but oftentimes, obviously the milk is coming from a cow and a cow is a female. So we, we, we look at the, the massive amounts and here's another surprising shock. Chicken is loaded and concentrated with estrogen dominance. A female hen, a chicken a hen, uh, has estrous cycles. Whether it's shot up with a bunch of hormones, doesn't it, it makes it worse, but it's not the main point. The chicken is equally toxic and loaded with estrogen dominance. Uh, pork, loaded with estrogen dominance. Even fish with PCBs, polycarbonate, uh, bicarbonates are loaded with estrogen dominance. So animal product themselves in every full large-scale study where you see a society like now the Western world, like the US, like the UK, which uh, focuses on thinking they need to get their protein from animal products are going to have a serious problem with estrogen dominance. And that's going to lead to a high risk of cancer and other problems such as cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and over 20 different known chronic diseases according to How Not to Die, Michael Greger. Uh, this information comes from T. Colin Campbell. It comes from Nathan Pritik and my mentor, uh, Joel Furman. There's a host of lifestyle medicine doctors that are all saying, Josh Axe, you don't have your facts straight. Don't just switch to organic. It's not enough. It's not going to solve the problem. If you do eat meat or you use dairy, go ahead with organic limit its amount to very small amounts. Just like you're telling us to avoid soy, I'd say limit your animal product as much or more so. That's gonna increase your risk of all the things we talked about from cancer to autoimmune disease to other neurological issues. And then last but not least, again, we talked about getting rid of soy, getting rid of sugar, getting rid of the conventional meat and dairy. And then the last one here is a product, but stop drinking out of or eating a lot of things out of plastic containers that contain BPA. Yeah, so he, he made a good point. He's saying, in summary, uh, these contributors that lead to autoimmune disease, to cancer, to cardiovascular disease, uh, yet uh, my list would be different than his five lists, and I'll, I'll give you a quick jot down of here's the, the big five to avoid as compared to the five that Josh Axe is pointing out, but let's go further. BPA stands for bisphenol A, and it's a compound in plastics that's known as an estrogen mimicker or a phyto or a xenoestrogen, and so staying away from the plastic bottles, especially when they're heated. Yeah, I would agree, the, the plastics, uh, the um, xenoestrogens, the estrogen mimics, not only are they in plastic bottles, obviously switched to glass or stainless steel, uh, but they're uh, also found in fire retardant in bedding. Uh, it, it, when you grab a, uh, a cash receipt, <laughs> you get, grab a receipt from a, a store, you're, you're, it's rubbing into your skin, these uh, estrogen dominant chemicals. Uh, unfortunately, our society is loaded with um, so many estrogen toxic chemicals. Pesticides are uh, byproducts of estrogen mimics that alter our fertility, our ability to function, is harming our animals and animal supply. Um, and a lot of this comes from chemical factories that are pouring into the ocean. That's why the fish are now becoming so toxic. Let's go further. Staying away from the plastic bottles, especially when they're heated. If you leave a plastic bottle of water out in the sun, 
those, actually by about 90 to 100 times of those plastics will leach in the water. When you're drinking those, those will get into your system, causing these hormonal-based problems. Good point. Um, plastic left in, in the car and the heat, 90 to 100 times more leaching of these toxic estrogen chemicals into your water. Uh, a big problem. So uh, let's go with clean water. I use living water to in the office and a multi-pure filter, a two-stage system. Sometimes I'll even add reverse osmosis. Uh, and then I transfer it into, say, a glass container of stainless steel. Uh, that's the smart way to go. Stop buying bottled water and leaving it in the heat. It's the worst thing you can do. Uh, it's certainly not the highest estrogen exposure, but it's one of many. And another thing along with plastic are Teflon pans. In fact, when you heat up Teflon, pans, that heat actually increases these what are called PFOAs, which are also estrogen mimickers, by 400 times. And so again, heating Teflon pans, doing things uh, out of plastic bottles. Yeah, these Teflon pans are a problem. I would agree with you, Dr. Axe. Um, they're, they're going to load up uh, your foods, uh, especially when they're heated up by over 400 times more uh, toxic exposures. Uh, the good news is there are titanium pans uh, that are available now that are non-stick pans. You don't even have to cook with oil. Uh, they work very well. I use, I like to use crock pots. Once again, I like to use steamers, uh, eat a lot of raw food. I, I like to um, take uh, vegetables and put them in dehydrators. So there's a number of ways you can prepare without having to expose the old Teflon pans. I, I hope you're not using Teflon. I agree with Dr. Axe. Another big no-no and things you absolutely want to avoid if you want to decrease estrogen. And here's my last tip. Obviously, we want to get rid of those foods and products. If you want to start detoxing your body of estrogen, there is a substance found in cruciferous vegetables called indole-3-carbonyl. It starts out as a form of sulfur in your body, and sulfur has powerful, or sulfurane, has powerful detoxification properties. So if you can eliminate those foods and start consuming more cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, kale, collard greens. Good job, Dr. Axe. You, you hit a really critical factor, and that is using indole-3-carbonyl and, and by the way, you didn't mention DIM, methane, which is even more effective and potent um, in cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, kale, cabbage, uh, these various cabbages of various types, Savior cabbage, Napa cabbage, um, the purple cabbages, those are all fantastic. Um, they're great sources of detoxification. But you, you didn't state, if you eat these vegetables like broccoli and so forth, the, sulf uh, the sulfalophanes, that, uh, that once they're cooked, most all the benefit is lost and you have very little detoxification ability in these very cooked vegetables. Most everyone cooks them. They don't realize the science shows that they need to be largely consumed raw. So most people aren't going to consume the amount of one to two pounds of raw cruciferous vegetables a day to actually try and offset all this massive influx of estrogen hormones, estrogen mimics, the massive amount of meat, uh, dairy product, and beer that's just messing up your estrogen and hormonal balance. That's why men are becoming more feminized in this generation than ever before. There's no longer a man's man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just making a, a point here. And the ladies are having some uh, equally harmful side effects uh, from this estrogen dominant problem. 
The good news is we've been able to put together a product called Estroblock, award-winning product, one of our best-selling products from around the world, that in each capsule, one or two capsules a day is equal to like consuming one to two pounds of raw cruciferous vegetables a day. Now I'm not saying you only do the supplementation, but this is why we've seen such fantastic results in people using Estroblock, um, DIM 259, the use of uh, the uh, DIM uh, from Native Force, uh, DIM Force, and uh, live detox with turmeric and some other really important herbs. Uh, we use indole-3-carbinol and estroblock along with uh, dimdonylmethane. A very, very big breakthrough. And I thank Dr. Axe for bringing up the importance of cruciferous vegetables. And I know there's people that worry taking in cruciferous vegetables are going to have a goiter effect. It's going to affect your thyroid. Dr. Joel Furman and his website made a very clear point in my website, nickdelgado.com. Just check the blogs. It'll link back. And you'll see that that was isolated cases in animals. That was very, very limited findings. In fact, if you're concerned, just make sure you support healthy thyroid with uh, the, the use of iodine and uh, the, the natural source of whole cruciferous vegetables and whole foods, not toxic, concentrated, uh, separate byproduct uh, chemicals. These cruciferous vegetables will absolutely help your body detox with indole 3 carbonyl, as well as a few other things you may consider for detox is supplementing with milk thistle and dandelion, two other great things. So cruciferous vegetables, Milk thistle are great to support your body detoxifying. Yes, milk thistle and dandelion are great. Um, we use a product called DHT Block, which has a multitude of essential uh, herbs and nutrient support to detoxify harmful estrogens and to metabolize DHT to its safe state. There is what's called phase one, phase two, phase three, and we also need what's called methyl donors that we use in a product called NeuroInsight. So uh, this is my conclusion. Uh, Dr. Axe, you did a good job of explaining this whole problem of excess estrogen and get them out of your diet. And uh, this is Dr. Nick saying, your biggest offenders start with the use of meat, red meat, pork, chicken, even fish, dairy product, beer, of course, toxic xenoestrogens and plastics. Those are your big five that you need to monitor. And then to offset that, use the DIM, indole-3-carbonyl, estroblock, live detox, and uh, neuroinsight to detoxify and act as a methyl donor. Be well, be strong. This is Dr. Nick saying subscribe if you like this message. And I really appreciate the information Dr. Axe brought up. And I just wanted to be clear about the true facts. Hey guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out. And we're excited about the coaching program because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, end, and I got to tell you that, you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come. <music>